I had a really fun idea for an opening. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want to... I'm excited about Avengers. I'm going to go see Avengers tonight. Okay. And I was all excited of, to maybe talk about Avengers some. And I thought, it'd be really funny, because I just got this brand new kazoo, if I played the Avengers theme song on the kazoo to okay. make it sound goofy. Do it. I can't, because the Avengers theme song is so unrecognizable that it just sounds like me not knowing how to use a kazoo. Oh. Like, can you... Can you hum the theme? Do you Honestly, I didn't it? even know the Avengers had a theme song. Can you like close your eyes and picture um like the bad guys about to win and then Iron Man like shows up and what music starts playing? Um Take that, rewind it back. Little John got the something make your booty go. No, it's like It's not that you sure it's not that song from from the two thousand one? I feel like what I did was objectively better, but I yes. can't hold myself to that. No, you're actually right. That's it was much better. This week Chad tries to rap. That this... no one no one is happy. <laughs> There's something weird about how great these Marvel movies are, like they're so successful in an objective sense mm-hmm. and they keep the fan base happy in a subjective sense. And there's no, like, theme music. Like, Star Wars, the music gets you excited. And, yeah. like, Indiana Jones, the music gets you excited. And in Avengers, it's, like, colors. And that's it. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to just be, like, YouTube Avengers theme song. Because I, I honestly don't know. It's... Well, here's a 10 hours mix of it. Because <laughs> apparently someone hates themselves a lot. What in the world? Who is that for? Okay, it just starts off, it's got some strings, but they're like really generic strings. The whole get, thing is generic. There's a little there, there we go. Yeah, the, this sounds like, I've seen um, when people write fantasy books and they do like, I'm going to do a trailer for my book, and then they get royalty-free like fantasy music. Yes. This kind of reminds me of that. Yes. I'm just like, oh, I don't see a shitty cover for Dragon's Born 6, the dragon fucked a born. I mean, this—it sounds okay, right? I'm not like offended by it, but it doesn't sound well, like it, it. And it's a the kind billion-dollar franchise. Like when Thor shows up and saves the day, and then this music is playing, it's perfect for the moment. But you don't walk out of the theater like humming the theme. Mm-hmm. And if you heard the theme play on a commercial, you wouldn't go Avengers. I want to see it. It just kind of sounds so generic. Yeah. The so Avengers know. epic medley orchestral cover. So it has nine million views. So my boss has not seen any of these Marvel movies. Huh. And he didn't really know it was a big thing <laughs> somehow. I'm kind of surprised at that bit. Like, I can <laughs> yeah. understand not going to them, but... So I, I told him, like, yeah, the, the, these movies have been going on for, like, 11 years now. And this is, like, the big finale um, to, like, all the stuff that started 11 years ago. And he's like, are there that many movies? And I like, yeah, they released two or three a year. And he's like, what? What? And I was telling him about some of the stuff that goes on in these movies, and he's like, huh. And he seemed actually interested. Like, he looked it up on his phone on Netflix. He's like, well, some of these are on Netflix. I can just watch them. Wow. I was like, yeah, I don't know where to... I don't know you how to tell... You should tell him there's porn on the internet. Well, just, He'll be really if, surprised. If somebody... Take my boss, who hasn't watched any of them yet. Do you tell him, go back and watch Iron Man 1 and watch every single one of these movies up to this point? Or just tell him, watch Guardians of the Galaxy and stop there. That one. 
Like, I'm not sure how to... Iron Man 1's pretty good, though. What? I mean, I think there's good movies in there, but it's also, they're all the same. So if you were to catch up and, like, binge them, I'm yeah. certain the cracks show very clearly. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> okay, I'm listening to the epic orchestral cover of this, and it's still not that great, because the it's just not that great of a song. <laughs> wow, you actually, I just listened to that part, you called it. Oh, that's funny. It's crazy that it's got 9 million views. I don't know what he made it in, but he's <laughs> he just like he's showing stills of the song or the, of the of the characters and then he'll like jump to his freaking daw and just kind of like slide jerkily the so you can see the thing playing in his yeah. So who is your favorite Avenger? Um I like Captain Strange. Oh man, Captain when, Strange, he really his, likes that strange. When, when he uses his, his catchphrase, knock to Verada Nikto, and opens the spaceship. That's a Star Trek thing, right? No. What is that from? The Day the Earth Stood Still. I've never seen that movie. Klaatu Verada Nikto? You've never seen that? What no. is wrong with you? You haven't seen a anything. A lot. Good. That's not true. I saw, I, I saw Fateful Findings with my good friend Cameron. <laughs> Yay! <When's, laughs> when does Twisted Pear come out? I don't know. What the fuck, Neil Breen, you stupid slut? He's still doing these screenings, and I, I think the last tweet I saw from him was, does anyone know a DVD manufacturer? Well, that, that instills confidence. Yeah. It's like, I finished the movie. I don't know anything about how to distribute movies, since this is only my seventh film. Yeah. I like that we're we're concerned with the confidence that we have in Neil Breen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this guy might not know how to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh good shit. Uh so I don't know. I, did you wanna did you wanna talk about Iron Man or your poo? No, no I'm not gonna talk about my poo. I okay. have some level of class. It was a mountain, Cameron. It was coming out of the water and it was all greasy and slimy from my like intestinal sweat. So if you guys are eager to hear that story, be sure to tune into the comics podcast this week. <laughs> but don't tell Jean-Luc it's going to be edited in and post So I, I just told you the best part of it so yay I felt bad too because like I knew 10 minutes later the custodian was going to come in to clean the bathroom so I like flushed it like 3 times I was like I did my part <laughs> sorry Dave oh, so I like um, I, so I, I spoiled the movie so I know all the cool parts about the movie <laughs> Oh, for Avengers? Yeah. Well, granted, it's a three-hour-long movie, so I'm sure there's more cool parts that I haven't seen yet. I know your, your summation was, oh, it's an event comic movie, and I was like, so, that tells me everything I need to know. So this is really fascinating. What I saw wasn't just, here's the spoiler. It was like, a, it was a montage of cool scenes. Okay. And it felt like I was flipping through a comic book that I found at the store, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like stuff happens in this. Or there's like there's literally a shot in the movie where like all the superheroes are all like flying in like in slow motion, and it looks like one of those two page spreads. <laughs> and it's like it's cool that they would capture that because that's yeah. technically the source material. But it's mm -hmm. also these are not the books I get. Right. I get Guardians of the Galaxy. I get War Machine. I don't go for Infinity Gauntlet Anniversary Edition. Right. So it's kind of like, my expectations aren't that high anyways. I hope the Infinity Cube shows up at the end. 
Because I love that Deus Ex Machina so much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have some level of faith, right? Because I feel like the first part of, of this was good, and most of the movies are good, and like Disney knows their shit, and Kevin Feige knows his shit, but at the same time, when you're like, it's an event comic, and it's like, oh, so the status quo is largely not going to change, and the people who leave will be the people who they don't want to pay anymore, or like, oh, I want to direct, because I know, what was it, Chris Evans? He doesn't want to do movies anymore. He wants to make them. So yeah, Captain America is going to stay dead. I know that going in, because I know something about the industry because that's like become part of the pop culture which is actually frustrating i usually don't want to know jack fucking shit about the industry because it takes the magic away but at the same time here's a headline oh chris evans wants to direct movies and it's like oh well i guess i can put two and two together yeah it's also weird though because uh i heard like samuel jackson's contract was up and he wasn't really going to be in these movies so much anymore and then he practically stars in captain marvel I mean, they probably have fun with it, right? And it's a good-ass paycheck, so <clears throat> who knows? Yeah, I mean, I hope they're having fun. Seems like they're having fun. Mm-hmm. I don't hear drama the same way that I do about, like, the DC movies. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, I, there's been some press screeners, and as I'm hearing some people are like, man, this is, like, my favorite movie ever now. And it's like, could you watch better movies? I haven't seen it, and I know it. it's not the best movie oh, ever made. Oh, yeah, I, I looked up on IMDb, like, the... The critic review is like a 91, and then the fan reviews are like 77. Oh, weird. Or it's like, yeah, it's like, it's an event movie. I don't, the last I don't Marvel think you event, can expect anything more. Yeah. The last Marvel event comic I read, Captain America became a Hydra agent. It turns out he was a sleeper agent the whole time. And in the first two issues, they established that he's the real Captain America. He's not an alien. It's not mind control. He's not from a different dimension. And in the Tenet issue, it turns out it was the time cube or the cosmic cube the whole time. And then the real Captain America shows up and beats up the other Captain America. And then they use the cube to reset literally everything except Black Widow is still dead for some reason. The end. I like when that first one came out and uh, there's that picture of him saying Hail Hydra that was going around. Mm-hmm. I drew my, uh, my Torin character in that style. <laughs> I think I remember that. And she was saying something like Garage is my war chief or something that was like, it was controversial at the time in Warcraft lore. Mm-hmm. And I I posted that in place of my normal comic. And I wrote up a thing that I'm going to do a gritty reboot and make this uh, a darker war focused comic instead of the funny comedy one. And I got like two private messages from people asking me like, is are you joking? Like, please don't do that. <laughs> and I felt really sad for them that <laughs> they got scared about it. At the same time, it means they're fans of your work, and that's kind of cool that you have fans that oh, care it is. enough. Um, you know, it's like so this... I love reading the comic comments on my other comic too, where people get yeah, like too. invested. Um, actually, this last one was funny. Where like I get the the snake character kind of took a turn, and now she's being antagonistic, and people are like suddenly they don't like her anymore because she's mean. Yeah, I noticed that too, and it's like, she has every right to be mean all of the time, and they're just like, well, she's being a bully now, and I, I don't like that, and it's like, are you are you fucking stupid? She's a goddamn snake. You want her to literally eat the mouse so you can jerk off, but you're upset that she's being mean <laughs> to the, the mouse. That's the premise of the book. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, God, I don't... It's so, so funny and confusing at the same time. So, talking about comics, um, did you hear the controversy... <laughs> About the Earth Vader? No. So, oh man, this week on Twitter has been hilarious. On on Monday, 
the top trending thing was hashtag impeach the president. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, the top trending thing was hashtag Republicans for impeachment. And then on Wednesday, the top thing was hashtag Darth Vader is sexist. And people forgot about the president and they were much more upset that Darth Vader is sexist. <laughs> How is Darth Vader sexist? They released a an official Disney canon book where the whole plot of the book is that um, there's this lady who like stalks Darth Vader and has like a creepy crush on him and she's an annoying fangirl and she's annoying because women be crazy and then she bothers Darth Vader so he kills her. So I have a couple things to say about that one. (laughs) I like how the the problem is that Darth Vader is sexist and not that that he blew up a fucking planet. (laughs) Because he's literally a, a, a war criminal fascist dictator who was like, hey, Leia, tell me the, tell me your plan. And she's like, no. I was like, okay, I'm going to blow up Alderaan. There, you have no home now. Like, 10 billion people are dead. Have fun. And now it's like, well, she, he killed the lady that was bothering him because he's a bad person. It's like, oh, he's sexist. That's that's pretty That's pretty internet. No, that makes sense. That checks out. Pretty he's the bad guy for fuck's sake. Who gives it, a shit? This comic is written very poorly. That's its own problem. It, well, th- this is the thing. For me, someone who, you know, follows comics and stuff, the problems being raised here are frequent in the comic industry mm-hmm. and personally to be expected. And maybe we should stop giving them money if we don't like it. Because, yeah, I mean, no. that's why I don't buy comics so much. Yeah, I read a lot of comics. Most of them are bad. The comic industry is terrible for a thousand fucking reasons. So, yeah, no, this this isn't surprising in that regard. So... The problem that we're having with this Darth Vader thing, it's the same problem that EA has with their Star Wars games, is that Star Wars is a wider audience than, like, core gamers, and Star Wars is a wider audience than core comic book readers. So you start to get people that don't follow the industry that much, and then are shocked with the trends that come up when they see Star Wars acting like other things. Well, I'm still kind of stuck on the first point, right, where, like, how dare Darth Vader be sexist at the same time when Iron Man passed the torch to a black lady named Iron Heart, people were enraged that they're bringing the women's and feminism into co- their comic books. How dare they encroach on their safe space? So I don't know how you well, can have it both ways. Let me, let me rephrase one thing. I don't think the problem is that Darth Vader, the character is sexist. I think the problem is that this comic was written by guys in a way that it doesn't feel like here's a female character and Darth Vader kills her. It feels like this female character is representative of some lady that one of the writers doesn't like. Mm. And it feels like oh, women are obnoxious. The girl nerds, they don't get it. They're annoying. I, they don't understand me. That's why I'm alone. It's their fault. Okay. And there's a no, vibe. That's a, that's a worse. Pro- yeah, that's a yeah. different problem. That there, there's a sense. vibe that comes off of it. That is more, uh, it feels like a personal attack if you're a woman in a way okay. that other stories don't feel that way. Okay, that makes sense. As a man, I don't pick up on that as quickly, and I'm reading this book, and I'm getting that vibe. Mm. It's like, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but again, comics are bad. Like, it's still, it's almost to be expected, and it's like, no, you shouldn't buy that. You know, read, read, uh... I don't know, he is a good boy. That's pretty awful, but it's fun. Read literally anything else. Or read or read Sandman. Sandman's good. 
good comic. I don't, I don't know. I tend, I tend to like not read anything published by Marvel, and I guess the the Miles Morales comic they're doing is really good. Jean Luc's been really yeah, that. So I heard that. You know, there's 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 always going to be something good to be found, but like I'm part of this writing Discord, and people were talking about comic books, and they're like, oh, you should talk about comic books. You like comic books, and it's like, I mean, I hate most of them. It's like I thought you were a comic book fan. It's like, no, I read a lot of them. That doesn't mean I'm a fan of them. I like, you know, it, it's it's weird that. I don't know if this is more about me, you know, like, oh, I read a lot of things I don't like because I clearly don't value my time that much, but I don't so I like Marvel you, and DC. I sent you this picture of Thanos. Oh, th- this is an amazing picture of Thanos. I love it. It's this painting where Thanos is standing there. It looks really cool, but he has a dual disc on his Infinity Gauntlet, and the dual disc has all the parts of Exodia. And Exodia is getting ready to snap his fucking fingers. It looks so cool. It is fucking awesome. But it got me thinking about how cool Yu-Gi-Oh used to be before it was a cartoon. Oh yeah, the the weird manga where he was just like doing like let's let's make a bet and who whoever loses dies. Yeah, so the the Pharaoh character, he wasn't a Pharaoh. He was like literally a demon spirit. Mhm. And he wasn't like good at games. He was like this trickster god that could manipulate luck. Yeah. So he was literally cheating. Like it'd be like roll a die, and if my number's higher, then I win, and I'm gonna kill you. And like, I'll take those odds because my die is a d20 and you have a d6. And it'd say, "Oops, you rolled a one, stupid!" And then he would stab him. And it's like dark and weird because this like weird evil spirit is possessing this little boy that gets bullied in school. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird thing where he doesn't have control over it, but also all these bullies are dying. And it's this interesting thing that completely goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. My brother has the first couple issues of that, or volumes or whatever manga's measured in. And I remember reading it and being like, this is really different from the TV show, because we had started with the TV show, because it's really popular. And it's like, I don't I don't get this, but also, it's kind of fun. Like, more, yeah. more fun than the TV show. I, you know, I miss playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I like that game. Yeah, we used to, we used to play... But we'd use TV show rules because we didn't actually know the real rules. And so it was just like you could just summon a monster if it was in your hand. You didn't have to, like, sacrifice anything. Yeah. And so it was definitely a lot faster. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, cool, I found my blue eyes. I'm just going to throw that down and I win now. I made this cool theme deck where um, it was all these, like, Naga characters. Mm-hmm. And there was a gimmick where, like, there, there were certain cards that you had to kind of play in order. But if you were able to pull them off correctly... You could summon this Naga deity, and then the Naga deity had this like poison token system, where you weren't even dealing life point damage. It's just if you get three poison tokens, then you win. Oh wow! And so it's fun because it's a it changes the rules a bit, where it's no longer about getting an effective defense up. It's like, hey, the clock's ticking. You have to beat me in three turns. Damn. And so it's not actually that good of a deck. <laughs> like, oh really? It, like as far as the meta is concerned, it's not like an overpowered competitive sure. thing but i put the theme together and this was really cool when i was uh when i was teaching at the sunday school um some of the kids are really into Yu-Gi-Oh, and they're like hey mr cameron have you ever heard of Yu-Gi-Oh? because i just found out about it so it's new to me and you it's took like your yeah you set it backwards and you got on a backwards chair and you're like let's rap kids <laughs> pretty much take um, that rewind it back <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I tell him like yeah I got I got a Yu-Gi-Oh deck so I bring it the next week so oh yeah we're gonna I'm gonna beat Mr. Cameron at Yu-Gi-Oh and it's like I realized that I had this theme deck as which means I'm a villain from the show 
<laughs> where it's like, I I have only these snake cards. Can you overcome my venom? <laughs> um, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, and so the kids had fun with that. Nice. Yeah. You're a, you're a delight, Cameron. I don't know. No, you are. I can say that with confidence. I've known you for a while. This is also one of those cards I hate because it has, like, the text is so small because there's, like, three essays explaining the rules. <laughs> that is a lot of text. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't, I, I can't even read it, like, the card. It's too small. Yeah, the, Google is not capable of storing an image that large. Venomaninaga, the deity of poisonous snakes. She's yep. a snake lady, but she has arms, but they're also snakes. And the snakes, if you look closer at the mouth, a snake comes out instead of a tongue. Yeah, they're like xenomorphs. And her hair is snakes, and her body is snakes. That's actually a kind of a cool monster, I dig it. No, I like it. Um, I feel like in a, I would like it better in a different art style. Uh, Cannot be normal summoned or set, must first be special summoned with Rise of the Snake Deity, and cannot be special summoned by other ways except by its own effect. This card gains 500 attack. Raise Rift Shop Monster in the Graveyard. This card not be targeted as unaffected by spell trap cards, unlike other monster effects. I don't care anymore. I'm bored. I'm looking at fan art of this character, and, like, it's awful. Alien just tweeted, hey, Alien... Day is almost here. Prepare yourselves. And I was like, "Isn't isn't it four two three? Didn't we? Isn't it two days ago that we missed it? Or is it four two six? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's four two six, and the and in Prometheus they go to two two three. I should I, know this. I don't like, like these like made up stupid days. It is it is awful. And but they, sometimes they sell merch for for things, and then I'm like, well, I have no shame. I will buy it. That's not yeah. true. I have a ton of shame. So, man, I want to go to this Star Wars land at Disneyland. Yeah? It looks so cool. I would they're, go to Star Wars land. They're going, like, all in on this, uh, this, like, in-character theme where, like, all the staff are, they live on a space planet. They're not allowed to acknowledge other things. Oh, jeez. It's, like, it's, like, almost, like, Renaissance Fair kind of a thing. Um, like, they're not allowed to say bathroom. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, you you have to ask them where the refresher is. Oh, uh, okay. Where... That would that would be like obnoxious as fuck. Never mind. I don't want to go to this. And you, 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 they'll tell you where you can park your youngling transport. Oh, I want to go, but I want to be dressed as Spock. Yeah, Disney doesn't let you wear costumes. Oh, they don't. No, it's not a costume. It's like a blue shirt and some pointy ass fucking elf ears. You have to you have to smuggle those in, and then they'll like they'll notice you're in costume and walk you out. I can see them. Yeah, I can see Disneyland being a no fun allowed place. Oh yeah, I remember seeing this. So they custom Coca Cola for this. Yeah, so like the Coca Cola does not have English font on it. But it, you can still tell it's Coca Cola. Yeah, it's which really, is actually kind of it's neat clever as far yeah, as branding goes. The the stuff in the gift shops like looks like things from the planet. Like the toys are not plastic action figures of Ray. It's like a, a stitched doll that looks like Ray. Oh, that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, it's stuff I, like that. I can't that. tell if I like this or not. You can I want to go like, to Harry... <laughs> what, um, like, you can get, like, Jedi artifacts. Like, you can get a holocron and a statue of Darth Plagueis the Wise, and it, it, they look like him. movie props. It's kind of cool. Sure. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Um... And it's like it's so like I love I love the role play stuff so much that I just want to go there and go to the gift shop more than see the ride. Um, the music is cool. They got John Williams to make a theme for this planet. 
Because it's a new planet. I want... See, my big thing is I want to go to the Harry Potter world at some point, and I know my mom does too, but I'd also feel like maybe embarrassed that I have like this weird age range in there where am I, am I, am I too old or am I not old enough? See, I recognize that. I get that. practicing no you actually have like a decent way with music because you at least know what note progressions to play even if they're not always the right ones it's just a it's a kazoo dude (laughs) i don't know how to play the kazoo you don't no so can you make this sound her her can you do that in a melody like ha 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 you you can play a kazoo so you just you just like say that into it like there's no buttons or anything you're just no, it, it, this is the sound I make. Her. Huh. <laughs> I literally, this is, I don't know how a kazoo works. Dude, they're like $3 on Amazon. Buy one. You'll tickle yourself all night. No, I don't but know how to play the skin flute very well either. Hey, chick. No. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I'm a nerd and I'm very sad. Man, my so I work at a maintenance shop with a fifty-year-old Ben, and their frame of reference for the stuff I'm into is The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and so every once in a while, like I'll do something on the computer, like I'll I'll, I'll fix Excel, and I'll be like, "Thanks, Sheldon." And I don't know how much I should be dying inside when they say that. I just know it's a lot. But is it all the way or most of the way? Like. Like, the internet was out this morning, and I came to work, and the internet was out there, because it turns out Charter was just, like, out for, like, half the state. And okay. I was like, man, I can't believe the internet's out here, it's out there. And they're like, oh, what did you do this morning? And I was like, well, I spent, like, 20 minutes, like, resetting the router a couple times, trying to get it to work, and then I had to go to work. And like, well, way to go, Sheldon. I bet you were really freaking out, because you didn't have your internet. Bazinga! And I'm just like, <laughs> if I had a gun right now, <laughs> I'd be going to prison. <laughs> But also, I don't hate the Big Bang Theory, so it's just like, haha, I guess. And they're like, so is your brother, like, the other guy? What's his name? It's like, his name is Leonard. Jesus Christ, really. <laughs> is your brother Leonard? And it's like, no. Also, I'm Raj, goddammit. Yeah. And then they thought that was really funny. Because I'm not him. I don't look like him. And I don't know. It was, It was just, if you were on the outside looking in, you'd be cringing to death. Yeah, I... I understand that. And it's like, their, their nerd references or their nerd pop culture references are The Big Bang Theory, Game of Thrones, and Marvel. Because of the movies. Yeah. And they're just like, you must like these things, and it's like, in completely different ways than you do. <laughs> this is awkward. And that's oh. what it's like, working with baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> so just, I sent you another preview of the uh, the Galaxy's Edge. So just this shot here where they're like on a Star Destroyer. I just want to stand in this hallway. Oh, this is really pretty cool. I don't even want to go on the ride. I just want to stand there. Like if I could get a job as a Stormtrooper, I would drop my job right now. Sure. Dude, I don't know how you could not want to be in like some kind of costume in here. I would not. I would feel weird in like a band t-shirt. Like I don't belong in this world. This isn't right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the gift shop, they sell like in-universe clothes. 
Oh, really? So you get, like, robes and things, so you can look like an extra from the movie. But that's expensive. They're gonna make so much fucking money from this. Oh, dude, there's, like, there's so much stuff that I cannot afford. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna buy things, and it won't be enough. Mm Mm-hmm. There was, oh, there was something stupid I saw. Um, uh, a Sith Kaiba crystal. So not even a lightsaber, just the crystal part that goes in the lightsaber. And it's like, okay. I bet that's $50. And was it? I don't know. They haven't said any of the prices. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. If they have, like, a Darth Revan statue, I'm going to get that. I'm so happy in a way that Star Wars, like, isn't my shit, because there's so much to buy, and if it was, that would be a problem. <laughs> I, have, I have this Darth Revan action figure that I still haven't opened yet. NRFB. And I want to, I I almost want to show it off. Like, I've been literally trying to think of a video to write just so I can show this off because Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to have it. So I'm leaving it in the box just in case the bit requires it be in the box still. Sure. But it's like, I want to play with it too. (laughs) I am hoping that when you eventually come come here, we'll, we'll like try to film something for your show. Like, that would be fun. We really should. That would be fun. I have a lot of dumb alien toys. Oh, I had an idea. Um, I want to figure out a way to capture this style, but I would love to animate one of those like dialogue scenes from the the Philips CDI Zelda games. Oh wow, yeah. Because they're they're very short, and the quality is like spotty. <laughs> so I feel like I could actually kind of pull it off if I can get the pixelation effect on it. Yeah, for sure. And I picture, like, describing uh, the perfect Greg the Game Wizard game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, he, he like, has to talk to um, uh, Chad, the the metal cat, and there's, like, a furry cat that, that you'll say something stupid. I can like, do those things. Like a riddle or something, and your face contorts in a weird way because the art designer was weird. Yeah. I don't know why every character like leans into the screen and their eyes bug out. <laughs> and it's like some of these NPCs are helpful. And they're like, I can fix your cloak if you bring me five jewels. It's like, whoa, okay. That doesn't seem worth it. Like, how, how much is a jewel worth in this currency? Because to me, a jewel is worth a lot and a cloak is not. I'm, I have so many questions. Um. <laughs> I love that one boss where he like, you kill him. And he melts in this, like, graphic way because he's, like, an ice god or something. And he's like, you killed me! And his flesh, like, melts off and he turns into a puddle. But in the puddle is, like, his still beating heart. Jesus. And then it cuts to Zelda and she's like, good! (laughs) And I was like, who wrote this? Jeez, Zelda, that's ice cold. Huzzah. (laughs) Uh. So... Ah, uh, boy, I hate I hate comics. Do you hate comics? <laughs> yeah, mostly. I do too. I'm, uh, I know I can find a clip here somewhere. I have so many comics I have to read yet this week. So I, you know, you know, I like those uh, Sonic the Hedgehog comics, right? Yeah, I hope you kept up. Like, I, I I've been enjoying those too. Uh, uh. Whoa, this like hardcore breaks the one eighty rule. Like, the first thing it does is just flips 180 degrees for no fucking reason. They're not, yeah, they're not well done comic or cartoons. Wow, these look like absolute shit. Yeah, I think I can replicate that style. 
So, I want to talk about Ken Penders. Oh, I know that guy. He did the Sonic dumb shit. Oh my god, that dude is a mess. He is like, he's everything wrong with the Sonic fandom. Mm Mm-hmm. But in a in the way that like Chris Chan represents the Sonic fans, and Ken Penders represents the Sonic canon. <laughs> so this is the guy that used to write for the uh, the Archie comics, and he's the guy that like <laughs> if if you've ever seen those like collections of like the creepiest cover art for Sonic books, where it's like oddly sexualized or just creepy looking, he probably drew that. I'll ask creepiest art for Sonic books. Let's see what comes up. Uh, I guess images is where we want. Okay, so the first thing I got is Batman and Shrek are a couple, and Sonic is is in Shrek's pregnant womb. So that's not what I'm looking for. I don't think that's one of his. Also, I'm kind of delighted I found it because holy shit, the internet is just... Someone drew that. Someone took hours of their life and were like, you know what I want to draw? You know what I want to fucking waste my time doing? You know I've drawn worse, though. I... Probably? I feel like if, if you have, you've sent it to me, and I don't think anything... I, I share this on the Opinions or Cheap Facebook page because I want other people <laughs> to experience this horror <laughs> for the first time. Oh, Sonic's even got a little halo. Look, look at that little angel inside that that fat green man. So, like, a couple weeks ago, Ken Penders was actually trending on Twitter. Yeah, he he said a stupid thing on Twitter. And it was upsetting to see his name trending. Like, no, he should not be relevant enough that anyone on Twitter knows his. <laughs> so, and he kind of had one of these J.K. Rowling moments where, you know, no one's talking. And then Ken Penders is like, I was going to have a, a, a 21-year-old date Amy and they're going to have a very physical relationship while she was still 13. But yeah. Archie wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you for sharing. <laughs> so, so I went on a rant about, um, who's that guy I hate? Uh, I feel like there's a long list. It could be many people. Man, I have a problem, don't I? <laughs> no, no, I, no, I just don't know the answer, so I said that because I thought it would be funny. Andrew Dobson. Who's Andrew Dobson? I hate Andrew Dobson because he's very hypocritical and hateful, and he's not very good at comic writing. I think he's actually an okay artist, but for some reason he just thinks he's a brilliant writer and he's not. Encyclopedia Dramatica calls him a starving artist and wiggler known for ranting about his convention, dot dot dot. I don't feel like going to Encyclopedia Dramatica because I feel like that site doesn't have the best ads. Like, So, it's weird yeah. because Ken Penders is like a financially successful version of Andrew Dobson. Okay. Where like he's still he's still working on this uh he's making a a spinoff about Knuckles's family that he owns the rights to these characters because he successfully sued Archie and Sega over the rights to these characters. Yeah, it's which the, is crazy. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like how did you pull this off? I don't know. I hate him so much. <laughs> And I don't think we talked about it on the show back when, like, he was trending. And it's like, I have to get this out of my system that I'm very hateful. Mm-hmm. What cursed thing did you just send me? That's one of his characters and his loving wife that's very supportive. Man, that's uh, there's just so many upsetting things. 
It's like a blow-up doll of a Sonic character, and oh I'm just like, goodness. there's no strategically placed holes, but I know there should be. This is horrible. I've never seen this picture before. And she's wearing, like, a zebra print thing, and she's... Uh, <laughs> she looks like someone who would be married to a guy named Ken Penders, who makes his life drawing awful Sonic shit. Uh, uh, what I the feel... fuck is this cosplay? <laughs> I've, I've seen, like, sexy Sonic Halloween costumes before, but this is, like, upsetting to look at. Now, if you removed most of it, it would be okay. Because it would look like a lady with blue hair with blue cat ears. And I'm like, oh, I'm all about that life. But then you add all of the Sonic shit, and it's just like, oh no. And then this... It's like Ernest Klein if he was a pedophile. And it's it's bad. I don't yeah, want to... That's what's weird, too. This guy is a pedophile. <laughs> he looks like it. Hey, here's an uncomfortable question. The character Cream from Sonic, how old is she? Oh, I want to guess 11. Because, man, there's a lot of really, really bad images of her. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> she's supposed to be underage. Well, is it is it Cream or is it Vanilla? The orange and white? That's both of them. Oh, I don't know. So vanilla is Cream's mother. No, no, it's it's it was the other one because I I remember reading the comments because E621 gives and it takes and sometimes it takes a whole lot and that take is your innocence and you're just like oh man I need a break. Yeah, uh, you probably found the right stuff there. <laughs> I mean, most aren't all the Sonic characters underage? Probably. I think Sonic's like 16, and I think Knuckles is 16, and Knuckles Tails became is the 10. mayor once, though, so he can't be underage. <laughs> I love that one. I do too. It's great. <laughs> I love that. That has just this perfect opening where they have that that stupid setup. That's like if only some idiot would come in here and could just pretend to be mayor or something. And then they're staring at the door and waiting for Knuckles to come in, but he's like five seconds late for his cue. Yeah. And they're just, like, waiting, and then he walks in, and he's like, I have a complaint, and I have to see the mayor. And it's such a, like, clear setup. There's like, we had an idea of what if mayor, what if Knuckles was the mayor, let's just do it. <laughs> and I love that. I really miss that show. Yeah, I remember, the bad episodes are really bad, but goddamn, the good episodes are really, really good. And it's just like, this doesn't deserve to be this good. But then it's like, the IDW Sonic comic is actually legitimately pretty good now. And yeah, so I'm it's glad like, that you know they're... What? they're trying you know yeah and i'd rather it's it's just it's nice to be like baffled but in a good way because i feel like that doesn't happen very often anymore i want to kind of want to bitch about a thing that no one will care about uh, uh you should okay so i'm part of this like writing discord writing thing on a, on a website and that's one of the reasons why i turn out a lot of short stories right and so the the thing is is every two weeks People write a short story, we all vote on who's the best, and then the best person picks the next theme. And so, last week, uh, we, we, we submitted our stories, and me and this one guy were like, hey, if we win, we should do fan fiction as the next theme, because Star Wars is coming out, and it'll be it'll be May, it'll be May the 4th when like it's all due. And so, it'll be like, oh man, we should, we should do that, it'll be really funny. And also, everyone writes all this serious stuff that maybe we could get published, let's 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 have some fun, because it's been a while since we've just had fun. And so we're talking about this pretty openly, and other people are getting really on board. And it looks like either me or him are going to win. He's in a little bit ahead of me, 
I'm in second, and then this guy's in third, and the voting's almost done. At, well, the, the the deadline was over, and then someone's like, "Hey, can I vote real quick?" And we're like, "Sure, why not?" She votes. All of a sudden, the guy in third wins. I tied for first, but he got more first place votes, so he won. And instead of doing fan fiction, which a bunch of people were excited to do, his theme is submit it to actual publishing. So you have to write something really serious. He's given us extra words, and then he wants us to submit it to a like a magazine. And that's his theme. And I'm so fucking angry at him that, for being is, a complete dick. But how is that a theme? That's it's lame. not. And that's the thing. Like, well, his theme is submit, and so technically write a story with the word submit as the theme, but also submit it to... He even, like, here's a list of... Here's a place where you can go to find which magazines are accepting stories for their anthologies. And you should submit to them. That's, that's like, part of the, the process now that he wants us to do. So... Me being just a, a petty piece of shit, I'm just like, man, what is the most obnoxious Star Wars porn I could write for this? Because that's what I was going to do anyways, but now I really want to do it and make, make them all read it and be like, this is what you, you pushed me to this because I'm upset. So I love my stupid headcanon for my uh, my Star Wars Old Republic character. Okay. And I love my character so much, I literally got custom Lego pieces like printed up. Because I got the uh, the Old Republic Sith ship. Okay. Like they had a they had a Lego set based on the game, and it's like, That's oh, cool. cool! I'm gonna get the ship that I use in the game, and then get my little you know Sith character, and mm-hmm. just throw away the Darth Malgus Lego guy. And it's funny to me how, I, like, I don't share this character a lot. Like, I don't write stories and tell people that they're cool. I right. put it in a compartment that this is my own cringy head cannon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like some people are like, I have the best idea ever. And they need the world to acknowledge that their idea is the best thing ever. And I don't know where that comes from. Oh, yeah. You've, you've seen, sent me this before, this like fake comic book cover you did. Yeah. So I like I traced an old like 70s Marvel comic Star Wars book. Yeah. But like redid it with older public stuff and my character there. But I was really it's, happy with how it turned out. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm just like it's one of those like people who don't normally do this were like kind of excited, like, oh yeah, fanfiction sounds fun. Like this is a weird e- level playing field because no fanfiction is good. So it's okay if we write something stupid too. And he's like, No, you have to write literature and submit to literary magazines. And everyone but like two people, and I do not include me in this, will get rejected because we're not good enough for it. And so it, it's just like, what a dick. Like, I'm like legitimately kind of mad about it. Yeah, that's and not I feel like the spirit I of shouldn't the thing. Be, but yeah, it's it's really frustrating. You should write... Oh, uh, you should write something really cringy where like Boba Fett captures somebody on um, a bounty, but then like it turns out they're they're like he, <laughs> Boba Fett takes um the bounty's helmet off and turns out it's actually a beautiful woman. Oh man, that'd be and, pretty. But then son Boba Fett takes his helmet off and he's a beautiful woman. <laughs> but also actually, they're they're both it just turn it into like a food thing mm-hmm. and just get it like really confusing. So what I want to do is when we we talked about Star Wars fan fiction a couple weeks ago and you were just like your idea was that. George Lucas is actually like Luke, and these movies are based on his real life. 
And I wanted to do that, but have him have this internal monologue where things are way, like, X-rated and gritty, and he's, like, cleaning it up for the children. <laughs> and so he's, like, in this writer's room with people, and they're asking him, what should happen next? What should happen next? And he's got all these... He's thinking, like, okay, this is what actually happened, but this is what I'm gonna write. And so when it's, like, Luke and Leia share a kiss, and it turns out they're, you know, brother and sister, like, it's like, no, Luke and Leia fuck, like, hardcore. And then he's just like, but we can't have that because I accidentally fucked my space queen sister, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that, but I was thinking one of the characters in the writer's room could just be Satan's, like, asshole, like, his disembodied ass, because Satan couldn't be there. Because that's a really funny visual to me, is, like, this floating red asshole <laughs> that, like, farts fire every once in a while, because I'm a child. <laughs> and so, these are the ideas I have for this. I like the idea of that as a concept. <laughs> like, Like, who else would think of that? <laughs> so i don't know if i'll do it or not but if there's a bad star wars fanfic within the next like 10 days that's what will be in it somebody sent me this it's the uh it th these are characters in star trek online but you can very clearly see if it'll load there it is there it goes oh jesus they made like the, <laughs> the most unsettling chewbacca <laughs> yeah and this very like sad han solo cosplay <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is actually a really cool way to play the game <laughs> I like all the Chewbacca you can definitely tell he's wearing like weird textured pants and a shirt yes <laughs> it's like it almost like from a distance you get the effect and we get too close it falls apart but it's yeah. almost like cosplay where it's like oh no these are just really big Star Wars fans in the future <laughs> like there's still Star Wars fandom in Star Trek's future yeah why wouldn't there be, right? Because Disney owns it now. <laughs> They'll probably well, still see, be making movies. That's something that really bugs me. Like, in, in Star Trek, they have the holodeck, and they'll have, like, a hollow novel where it's, like, a computer, make a, 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 a mobster scene, and I will be the detective. And then the mobster's like, I'm going to get you, see? And it's like, I will stop the detective, and then this alien won't understand our culture. So I'll explain it for a little bit. And it's like, there's got to be fiction in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, I I really wish there was, like, serials or something where it's like, oh, we got the new, like, <laughs> the new um, Avengers movie came out and they just beamed it to us. So the whole crew is going to sit down in the theater and watch it now. Like, stuff like that doesn't happen. It's always like, oh, back when they wrote books, there was a book called Sherlock Holmes and it's a classic. And it's like, they don't write books anymore. It reminds I, me of that, um, you've probably seen it, like, that webcomic where it's, like, the two aliens explaining Earth things in weird ways. Yes, I love those. I do, too, but it's just, like, the idea of doing, like, a serious thing where, like, like something like that, they're watching an Avengers movie, and it's, like, why is the green man angry? Doesn't he know that if he's just happy, everything will, you know, or just, or the exact opposite. Like, why, why is the green man punching that guy and not, like, disemboweling him with the killer sword, which is what we use in all crimes, or, or whatever, you know, just... There's there's definitely fun ways to go with that if I if I sat down and thought about it for a bit. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's weird to think about the stuff that we put up with as society. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, even just like a movie theater. If if someone has never seen a movie before, and it's like, well, wait, don't you guys have screens at home? Yeah. Like, who, who are these people? Are these your friends? Like, no, I hate all of them, and I hope none of them sit next to me. 
<laughs> God, I hate going to movies so much because of that. I hate everything because I'm a I'm a mean person. Yeah, I'm not very good at things. I hate everything. I don't know why. <laughs> why do I play <laughs> Final Fantasy? <laughs> I keep playing it, and the game just kind of makes me cry, and I give up. I thought you liked it. I do, but it makes me cry. <laughs> oh well, you know, if you really love it, let it go. <laughs> I'm like a child. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> Did you see the, the controversy with the new races they put in? No. So, Do you remember the bunny people from Final Fantasy Twelve? Yes. So they're putting those in. Okay. Um, But you can only be female. Oh. Whatever. That's like the, that, isn't that always been the case? Yeah. And so then there's these lion people, and they, they're these like tough lion-looking people, but you can only be male. I smell a sitcom. And they pretty much said, hey, it takes a lot of effort to make this stuff. So instead of making two bunny models, we made one bunny model and one lion model. So there's more variety. And the fans are like, we'll just make two more then. And it's been really like a headache to deal with people that get touchy about it. I feel there's... Remember Ubisoft had like that excuse when they're like, they didn't have any lady characters in one of their Assassin's Creed games or whatever. And they're like, well, you know, it's really hard to make a model of a lady, so we didn't do it. We made four men instead. And it's like, yeah, but you're Ubisoft. You have, like, a team of, like, 400 people. What the fuck? Whereas I feel like Final Fantasy's team is probably a lot smaller than that because I can't imagine that many people play that game. Actually, it, it like, almost rivals Warcraft. Oh, well, in which case, I don't think that excuse really applies. I feel like if so, they're almost rivals Warcraft, they can get Bob to make a goddamn another model. So this is Square Enix's problem right now. They they leveraged Heavy into Final Fantasy thirteen. I don't know why, but they were convinced if they could have the best graphics in the world, and everyone already loves Final Fantasy, so if you just put better graphics in it, it'll be the best game ever. And so it came out, and it was like, yeah, whatever. And then they announced two more sequels and a spinoff. And people are like, nah, I don't want any of that. And they spent like 10 years on the spinoff. And they just renamed it Final Fantasy XV. Mm. And it's like, and the sequels were awful and stuff. Meanwhile, the MMO is making money. Okay. And the MMO is borrowing from the older art style and the older storytelling. And it takes place in like, you know, like medieval kind of, you know, fantasy stuff instead of like the future and everyone has laser gun swords. Sure. And that is resonating with players a lot more because that's what Final Fantasy is. Yeah. So it's making all kinds of money, and they're redistributing that money into the other games that aren't covering their their weight. Oh. So part of the money goes to these other projects because they think that they need to have more than one success, so they have to like fund these other projects to catch up. I so, feel like the, that's the like opposite of most other studios where like all of the money will go to the one successful project, but you all have to make successful stuff too, and if you don't, we'll close you. Like That's the EA way to do it. Yeah, sort of. So with Final Fantasy XIV and like this last expansion, they actually bragged that their budget was like so much increased that we're going to see a lot of improvements. And then we saw the budget being spent on marketing. Like oh. you can you can go to a vending machine right now and find Mrs. Freshly's cinnamon buns that say Final Fantasy fourteen on them. Jeez. And if I go to the seven eleven I can find cup noodle with like Final Fantasy fourteen stuff on it. 
That is weird. And it's like, this doesn't get, like, this, <laughs> when my problem right now is that the ninja class isn't balanced that great, looking at this cup noodle doesn't make me feel better. And when right. they say, like, when they're releasing less dungeons than they did in the last expansion, and when the story doesn't seem to be written as well, and it's like, did they put the better writers on a different game? It, it's, like, upsetting. Yeah, for and sure. Nobody died this whole expansion. There were so many opportunities for characters to die, and not a single one of them did. And it's like, did any of them get sad? Um, yeah, but then they got better. Oh, that sucks. There's one. So, uh, an element of the game is that the main character has the echo, and the echo is like, God blesses you with this power. God blesses you with this power to kind of um. Because yeah, I did an echo. Yeah. I'm funny. I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. <laughs> it's like you have more than one timeline. Like in canon, when you die, you resurrect because okay. of this power. So it's not just a game mechanic. It's like something unique to you because you have the echo. And you can experience other timelines and you can experience other people's past. So like sometimes when you get close to somebody, you get a flashback of their backstory. And for the player, this is the character's backstory. But it's like the main character knows this. And people know that you have this power. Okay. So this power makes you strong. And the bad guys are like, we want the power of the Echo. So they capture somebody that has the Echo. And they have a machine that actually extracts that and puts it into somebody else. So they oh. put it into the toughest warrior. And the warrior's like killing people. And it's like, look, I'm the strongest. So you finally beat her. And she goes into jail. And then she gets super depressed. And she starts, like, begging for her execution because, like, hey, you caught me. Just kill me already. And you find out that she's experiencing the echo power of everyone's memories. And she's experiencing, like, everyone in the city. She's basically hurt because, like, she killed their husbands in war. Oh. And there's orphans because of her. And she's experiencing all their pain constantly. And it's like, oh, suddenly I feel really sad <laughs> that you didn't know what you're signing up for. That's a really neat story. It like, is. And then they cool. kind of just drop the story. <laughs> well, fuck. And it's like, no, you had to really get it. That, that was the whole theme of Stormblood, was setting up interesting stories and doing nothing with it. Oh, man. So, ah. Uh, this next expansion looks better, though. It's going to have a lot of the payoff. Nice. This felt like a setup for the next one, and then the next one actually looks pretty good. And man, this when is they... the second book of a trilogy. Yes. So when they come out with the trailer music, though, I'm gonna send you that because it's actually pretty cool. It's got this metal theme to it instead of the the fluty stuff. Nice. Fluty stuff's fun. Yeah. What? We're we're almost at an hour, and I got a movie to see. You got a you got a glad space there? Um. Yeah, I have a really dumb glad space. Are you familiar with the? Uh... Singer rapper named Lil Dicky. Oh yeah. So he, for the for the people who don't know, he he puts out like kind of like funny songs with that are very music video based, and so like his music isn't good if unless you're watching the music video. But he, he put out a new song called like I can't remember what it's called. Some boy, some hippie shit about loving the earth. Um, but it's really it's funny, but it's all animated, and he's got like. 20 guest singers and, and actors and like this huge group of people that come in to do like quick one or two lines and then they're done and, it, and it's it's really fucking delightful and it's like an eight minute song but it's uh it, it's cute it's fun it's a little vulgar and it's got a great kind of uplifting message about hey global warming is a problem we should fucking do something about it 
and uh, I, I really, I, I'm really kind of tickled by it, and like, I feel like people should watch it and have some fun, and if they don't like it, well, I mean, you only wasted like eight minutes of your life. You can go do something else too. That's a good one. The the end, the end, uh, celebrity that shows up will surprise you, and it's amazing. It's it's it's. I'm just like, how do you know all these fucking people? Yeah, he he's got a talent for sure. Also, Justin Bieber's in it for a bit, and he's really good. I'm just like, I didn't realize I liked Justin Bieber's singing voice. That's kind of upsetting to me, but also, <laughs> I heard, I guess, his new album was okay. Maybe I'll listen to it and see if I like it. That's pretty good, too. I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. I don't think that's the lyric. And then I came on his face. That's it. There you go. Uh, my glad space is my new kazoo. There you go. I don't know the thing. What's a song? Um, the the Scaramooch, Scaramooch, that's Queen song. I don't know that one. What's that? What's that Star Wars song people like with the with Darth Maul flipping around? What? That the one. wheels in the sky. That didn't sound right. Not quite, but I appreciated the effort. So if I do another album and I want you to be on it, are you going to play the kazoo or are you going to play your automaton? I think it depends what we're doing. It might be an amalgamation of all of my great talents. Because I, I would really like to do an album and have my friends be on it. And I want to do... I want to do a mix of, like, deathcore and dance music, because I think that would be fucking stupid. <laughs> so, that that's that's in my head right now. It won't, it won't be started or... Are you playing two instruments at once? Look how talented this man is. If I knew you were gonna do that, I would I would have like started singing or something, and we could have like we could have had a jam session. I think I think this kazoo is gonna bring us a lot of smiles this coming next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> like as all of our listeners start tying nooses. Good night, everybody. Night. Hey, I got a question for you, real quick. When you say good night, do you physically wave to no one? Because I wave every time I say that. I just now realized I'm doing that.